GM. GM, sir. GM, free market. I'm great, man. Good. How are you doing? Fabulous. Living the JPEG dream. Indubitably. Yeah, man. Yeah, fuck. I fell asleep so early last night. I uh, woke up like almost uh, 5 a.m. I woke up and then just kind of went back until my alarm went off at 6. But felt good to get a good night's sleep in there. It wasn't even really by choice. My uh, my body was not letting me stay up past 9 last night. So that was good. Mm. Mm. Got to get in that sleep so that you perform at a top level. That's Everyone says sleep. Before. Is negative EV, but so is operating at uh, not peak performance. Get that sleep. Get it. That water. This episode brought to you by sleep and H2O and water. Yeah. Everyone should hydrate. Hydro homies. I, uh, yeah, water is definitely something I'm working on drinking more of. I, 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 too often default to coffee for the entire day. But mm-hmm. Nice, nice glass of uh, of agua. Is sometimes what the doctor ordered for sure. Indubitably. What are you drinking this morning? You got your delivery in? Yes, coffee. Just a uh, just a re- regular old cup of Joe. No latte. No latte every day. Never changes. Oh, oh okay. I didn't know that. I th- I thought you switched it up. No, no, no. I knew you got it from the same place every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I accidentally got a latte the other day from Tim Hortons. Oh. And, uh, I'd never... Putting. What's that? I said that's off-putting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, dr- I went through the drive-thru and I got it and I realized that it was not the right thing. And I said, okay, well, I guess let's see how this goes. Uh, it wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. wouldn't be my, my first choice. I don't think... Uh, Tim Hortons is the uh, the optimal optimal play for lattes, but uh, you know. No, I would never order a cappuccino or a latte or an espresso anywhere but a bougie coffee place. Yeah, you need one of those like real like boutique coffee places that know what they're doing, and you know it's like. Um, and really, you need to be in Seattle. I just still haven't found anywhere where people actually care about how to pull a fucking shot of espresso. It's hit and miss. Even at a nice craft coffee place in New York, you'll get a good pulled shot 50% of the time. The other 50%, the barista's, you know, having a fight with her boyfriend, just failed a test at, at uni, you know, all that great stuff. This is a, you, need, you need the utmost focus to pull a proper shot with an espresso. It, it, there is... First of all, it's how you tamp down the coffee. It is how you uh, time and pull the shot. And it's different for each bean. Each bean grinds different. Are they coming in and studying the beans every morning? Or are they texting Dave? (laughs) God damn it, Dave. For fuck's sake, Dave. Stop texting. Let the barista work. For real. Do the job. Hey, go to Birch. If If you're in New York City, go to Birch Coffee. Birch is the best. It's the top. Birch is the best. Yep. Yeah, I mean, as with as with most things, the the people who put the time and energy into their craft, uh, it shows a lot. I mean, you know, working in restaurants, you could tell the people that actually cared to do the job were consistently putting out better. Uh, Better dishes, better meals, better service, all of that stuff, right? And the ones that were focused and, and, uh, and you know, on their game always seem to do the best. 
best work. I am just drinking my uh, my my drip pour over coffee from the coffee mm-hmm. pot. Mm-hmm. Does the trick. It does. What are you What are you smoking today? Nothing. No, I have a black manzanita. That's what it's called. It means uh, black apple or little black apple, I guess. Nice. Is that just the weed or the hash? No, no, no. It's flour. Oh, it's fire. It's good. Dope. Weed coffee is the goat, says Hot Paps. What's up, Hot Paps? Haven't seen your yeah. name in here before. I got to try. I, maybe I'll try a wake and bake one time. <clears throat> Hasn't been in my repertoire yet. I don't think Dutch Brothers or Woods is in my location in the Northeast. So. They sound nice, but I don't know them. Iced latte every day, man. I don't care if it's, you know, 100 degrees out or zero degrees out. I need my yeah. hot. I need my hot drink every morning. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. I, I can't get into the ice drinks in the morning. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Yes, GM, all you DJs, thank you so much for joining us. Free Marky, you want to do the old drum roll? GM, DJs, and welcome to the Tuesday, March 8th edition of the Alpha Mint Morning Show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch TV. I am your host, R2 DJN, and joined with me, as always, my fabulous, lovely co-host, FMC. Hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah, it is the uh, second day of the week, and we are all, I think, just kind of feeling the uh, the volume depression and the boredom. But that doesn't mean that there's not some stuff to talk about. But you know what? Last uh, Yesterday, we had a little bit of a shorter show, and I think that, you know, that's kind of the, the direction we can head in right now because, you know, we don't need to drag these things out but you know we'll talk for an hour hour and a half get some subjects in and uh and do the damn thing and let you guys degen away after that so yeah tuesday morning how are you doing fabulous doing wonderful and monday monday treated you well amazing amazing monday wrapped me up in a blanket swaddled me gave me a bottle and patted me on my back felt great Yes, um, <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's getting a little dry out there, but uh, it's not uh, not the end of the world. This is, uh, I think, going to be short lived, and you know, if it's not, we'll make it through together. But these things turn around real quickly. We've uh, we're looking at the crypto markets. They were for the most part trading sideways yesterday. We did have that dip below twenty six hundred on ETH, um, sitting at twenty five seventy seven right now, down about two and a half percent since we were doing the show yesterday bitcoin not quite down as much but it is still in the red dipping below thirty nine thousand. um again we are tied to the s p and the macro markets right now we are just following along with the situation and uh you know waiting for something to happen and and hopefully we get some good news out of that but uh but yeah you're you're looking at the s p this morning on the um the uh the pre-market charts while we were doing our call and uh what are you seeing we took a large dip and it is at a critical level, 4,200. Losing 4,200 breaks the chart again. And as we know, the chart will lead the news the other way around. So if the S&P chart broke, I would expect some unexpected bad news to come out of somewhere, whether that's Ukraine or the Fed or something like that. If 4,200 holds, 
I expect good news to come out of nowhere. Oh, oh my God, look, this is de-escalating or whatever the hell it is. So S&P is always, you know, the barometer to watch when the geopolitical situation is what it is. The commodities and inflation situation is what it is. It is critical right here. It tried to break below yesterday and could not. We will see if it can today. If it holds here, I think things get pretty bullish. So watching S&Ps closely, the 4220 area, if it could get above that, it'd probably put in a pretty nice rally today, but I don't expect it. I actually expect uh, these next two days to put in dojis, which are known as um, indecisive candles. One may be red, one may be green, but they will essentially be unch. They will try to break one way or the other, and it will confuse people for two days. That's my best guess at what will happen. Watching for a break either way. And if that happens, we will uh, talk about it on the show tomorrow and what the ramifications mean. But watch 4220 on the upside and 4170 on the downside for uh, for a clue. Yeah, I mean, there is a, a battle going on for 4200 right now, seeing it go as like 4195 and then back up to 4207. Um, it's, a, well, it's, a, it's a fight right here for sure. It seems to be a foregone conclusion by many that high inflation is coming, interest rates are going. I, I saw somebody literally put out an article yesterday called The Great Weeds that said he guarantees markets have to go down. There's no way markets can't go down from here. And now crypto is tied to macro, which is something I've been saying for months. So it's strange that people are coming to this revelation today. But the point here is I don't think it's going to – I think anybody predicting The Great Weeds here is probably off the mark. We'll adjust to reality as it goes. I, I don't think that, I don't think this is a bear market, nor do I think it's going to last much past uh, the end of March. So, What is the great wheeze when you say that? So we know that in 2020, it was a crash, right? It was a surprise. COVID was worse than we thought. The market yeah. took a turn and lost 30% of its value in a week or two weeks or whatever that amount of time was, this would not be like that. This would not be a crash from here. Like we wouldn't expect the market to crash 30% and cause panic and all that type. I don't see that happening from here. In fact, I don't think the market is going to get much lower then uh, if we did, let's go worst case scenario and say we lost 4,200. I think the market could probably fall another 10%, maybe get down to 38, 3850, and not even 10. So somewhere in that area, um, which wouldn't be fun. But I do think that uh, a lot of buying would come in around that level and it would be the end of the pullback. So if the great wheeze was true, we would just continue to go down, but slowly over time. So they think that the the big, the party we've been riding on, the free money, the Fed, the low interest rates, the da-da-da-da, all of that's coming to an end, right? That's what they believe, that all of that is going to come to an end. And instead of a big crash, we're just going to get a gradual reduction of, of, uh, of value, right? And that would be the great wheeze as opposed to, you know, some sort of crash. It would just be a slow unwinding and a continued downturn over years and years. Um, so it's kind of like when you have like a three day party and then the hangover is like a week long because you just fucking did it too hard. Basically. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, um, 
it's 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 I I don't understand this stuff on a deep level in terms of how the S and P goes and and whatnot. But uh, it, it's so it's weird watching those um those thirty percent like we saw in March twenty twenty like uh, that is. I, I guess you would refer to it like a pretty much a black swan event in, in the market, right? Like, you know, COVID hit America, everything shut down. Nobody believed. I even remember when, you know, I was working back in a restaurant at that point and everyone was like, no, they can't shut us down. Like that doesn't happen. Blah, 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 blah. And then lo and well, the first Taleb domino fell with like the NBA and everyone was like, Oh shit, this is real. Definitely. Taleb and Naval would actually argue that it wasn't a black swan event because a pandemic has been something that, Experts have been trying to warn about for a decade. Mm. Uh, I disagree with them. I definitely think it was a black. So because we had seen multiple diseases break out and be contained over time, you didn't know that this one was going to be the one that, you know, took down the global economy, so to say. Uh, yeah. I think so, the last, yes, I, the last big one was SARS, right? And everyone was right. like hold, holding their breath there. And, and then it kind of yeah. just uh, went away. Well, not went away. By, I mean, it was contained, but. By Taleb's very, very strict definition, it has to be something that nobody saw coming. But, you know, the, the housing crisis was a black swan event and a few people saw it coming. There's always. Yeah. There's always a few people that see the thing coming. Everyone calls them crazy, and then they're proven right. right. But, you know, the big short, great, great book, great movie. Yeah, actually, yeah. I haven't read the book. I got to. I, I really enjoyed the movie, though. I, I thought the movie yeah. did an amazing job of um, just telling the story. They didn't go too hard on any kind of crazy moralistic views. I mean, there was a little bit of like, you know, showing the the douchebaggery of of the the selling the the mortgages and all of that stuff but there wasn't like a big moral overtone it was just you know these people and and how they played a role and and finding it and whatnot great movie if you've ever been remotely close to that world you felt the <laughs> you felt the realness in that movie it was uh yeah it was a seminal moment in our lives uh what happened during yeah. that period. Well, how much did the uh how much did the market drop at that point? Was it was it worse than COVID? Yeah, it was sixty percent. Oh yeah. We fell from like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was over the cu- a couple months, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh yeah. yeah. Trying to avoid our third once in a lifetime market crash right now. Fun stuff. Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's a we can comment on crypto all we want, but it is just following that trajectory. Obviously, it has some higher highs and lower lows and bigger gains and all of that stuff as it is a smaller and more volatile market. But uh I mean, whatever happens there is happening here, and that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Um, ETH kind of staying sideways and going down hasn't really done too much for uh NFTs either, but again, like you know, we we do this show every single morning for the last three, four months. I mean, for the past, you know, six weeks, free market has been saying, you know, seasonal bearishness is going to be upon us. And here we are. I don't feel too surprised by it, having uh, spoken to you about that every day. Um, some, uh, some news to get into, uh, Steve Wozniak, Bitcoin built on pure gold mathematics in a recent interview, Apple co-founder, Steve Wozniak, again, heaped praise on Bitcoin while getting in a few words about his very own crypto project. I didn't actually know that Steve Wozniak was doing a show, um, on Amazon prime, uh, basically a la shark tank where they do startup pitching called unicorn hunters. Have you ever seen this? Unicorn hunters? Oh, like, uh, yeah, like um, Silicon Valley unicorns. That makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I right. didn't I didn't know that he was doing like a Shark Tank style uh show. I'm actually probably going to check this out today and just see what it's about. It sounds interesting. Um but I guess he is also making a uh a, a cryptocurrency in related in relation to it called Unicoin. Um, its own dividend paying cryptocurrency. I can't imagine that's going to go over well, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Wozniak, I guess is a, a big bull on Bitcoin, big bull on crypto itself. I guess not the biggest fan as it turns out of NFTs, but he kind of went on to just say, it's not the actual, um, it's not the utility or the ideas of NFTs that's bothering him, but more of just the abundance of shit and, you know, how frothy some of the the market has gotten and how it doesn't necessarily make sense to him. Um, Wozniak, uh, I, I'm not sure what level of uh, involvement in Apple he has. I'm pretty sure it's none at this point. Is that correct? Yeah, I, he, he is not involved. Uh, yeah. Currently. But I mean, I think everybody is uh, is kind of waiting for Apple to do, to do something, whether they make their own wallet or uh, you know and integrate some stuff into the uh, the iPhone. Um, I think that's uh, one of the big you know mainstream companies, the biggest mainstream company that could have the biggest impact uh, in a positive way for cryptocurrency. So still <laughs> still no waiting question. for them to do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, everyone looks to Wozniak for comments on Apple, and it's always interesting to me. But he hasn't worked there in a very long time, but he always has good comments on technology and Apple, even if he's a little out there. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting to listen to the dynamics between Woz and uh, Steve Jobs back in the earlier days of Apple and, uh, you know, how opposite they were in personality types, but how how much they built together. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Biden is looking to sign a crypto executive order this week. President Joe Biden is finally ready to move forward with an executive order to coordinate cryptocurrency regulations per a report. Um, just reading this, uh, you know, he's he's got his finger on the trigger of something. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Regulation is always met with some frustration, especially with the, you know, Web3 and decentralized uh, nature that we, you know, tend to enjoy about cryptocurrencies. But I, I mean, one of the biggest understated things about crypto and you know, regulation, not only in the US, but around the world is by and large, it has actually been weighed upon like regulation is already here. NFTs uh, are a little bit more of a, a gray area. And, you know, there's some, some, some digging and some investigation going into that and how they want to handle that. But um, I'm curious as to how this is going to play into, you know, the, the the war that's going on in, in Ukraine right now and whether or not he's trying to force some companies' hands to to, um, uh, to press greater sanctions on them. But uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but always something to look forward to when the, uh, you know, the commander in chief is, is going to start talking about cryptocurrencies specifically. I actually I don't haven't. know what Biden's stance is on, on crypto, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I don't think that he cares. I think that he uh i think that he is just doing what the powers that be want him to do i don't think he knows anything about cryptocurrency or cares but this is what you're seeing from many countries around the world is that they're using uh private business to force russia's hand into things and russia's uh, economy is collapsing it's one reason that they even started doing this in the first place so 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just a bigger topic that, you know, I kind of thought was interesting. The article doesn't really do the headline, the justice that I thought it would, but Bitcoin centrist Munib Ali, why NFTs are triggering to normies. Um, this is one of the founders of Stack, which is obviously a layer two for for Bitcoin. And people have been building NFTs on top of that. Not to great success. It hasn't really caught fire. And a lot of Bitcoin maxis have no no interest in, in participating in any of that. Uh, ETH is and always will be the dominant marketplace for the time. Well, not for the time being for uh, for for um, NFTs and whatnot. And I don't think the Bitcoin one is going anywhere. But, you know, he just brought up about a bunch of points about how people are understanding why the, the picture is worth $300,000 of a monkey. And I clicked and saved it and all of this stuff. He's actually advocating for NFTs. But um, I mean, the biggest thing, and I know we've talked about it before, is, you know, how the 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 world kind of views NFTs outside of the NFT sphere. And it's met with a lot of confusion. Um, but by and large, if you go onto places like Reddit or you go into places like um, um, that are very gamer centric, there's a, actually quite a big pushback of it. And I, 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 you know, I was trying to wrap my head around, you know, is this a lobbying efforts and, and people trying to protect their current industry and, and keep it safe from the evil NFTs, which look to kind of dig into their profits. Um, are people angry that they missed the boat on NFTs or they feel like it was too late and they see other people, you know, doing really well on it or even just having fun with it and feel like they uh, they can't participate in it? Or, you know, is it a, a deeper thing? I was wondering what your opinion on it is like when you're talking to people with NFTs, like, you know, when I do it, when I told people that I'm, you know, focusing on NFTs rather than, you know, my traditional career and whatnot, it was met with like some some confused looks and some maybe some concern too. Um, but I'm just wondering, you know, how do people in the chat handle that in their day to day life? So, you know, this is a big hobby of yours. Maybe you do it full time. Uh, free market. What do you uh, what do you do when you talk to people like this? Yeah, I, I literally never talk to people about NFTs on purpose. Right. Never yeah, I'm, that's that's typically my uh, my or crypto. Um, I try to avoid bringing it up like the plague. Yeah, just it. I definitely do. Um, I, I don't go out of my way to talk about it, but when people bring it up to me, like, you know, I always let it be known, like if they have any interest in it and if it's some kind of like discovery that they're looking to have on, on their own, that I'm always here to answer questions. But anytime that I've tried to like, you know, express like the passion that I have for it or, you know, the ideal ideology behind it or whatever. It's always like met with a very frustrating conversation. Um, and so I, th I always just thought it was like, it's always best to just be there for somebody that is starting to maybe go down the rabbit hole and maybe you can just kind of point them in right directions. The other thing is too, especially in a market like this, you know, we, we made a lot of jokes about Thanksgiving back in November and Christmas and, you know, people telling their families, Oh, buy, buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum and stuff like that. And then a week later, they're getting a text about how their kids can't go to college anymore. Um, it's just a conversation that I find isn't worth, uh, isn't worth having. Um, reading the chat, Mio is saying, I've learned to stop being super passionate around certain individuals unless there's expressed interest. Like I completely, I completely agree with that. Just even if there's expressed interest, I pretend I have no idea what they're talking about. Is that right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no, there's nothing good that comes of that. What good, what good comes of that? I'm not here for clout. I'm not here for ego I'm here. Cause I like internet pictures. I don't need to tell anybody about it. 
except all of you, of course. I love all of you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a just an interesting discussion. Um, saying I push everyone I know away from the space because it's so risky and difficult. But the people who are going to succeed are going to succeed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Nobody wants to feel like they're they're the reason one of their family was onboarded or one of their friends was <coughs> onboarded and then just get absolutely wrecked because of it. Because it's not an easy market; it's hyper volatile, and as in, in NFTs in particular, right? It is by and large a very illiquid. Uh, marketplace. You know, I had a friend that was kind of expressing some interest in it, and I don't know how they managed to get to the project that they um, they referred to. It was some ridiculous punk derivative or whatever. But they were saying, "Oh, you know, I saw this this pretty rare one that was worth it." And I'm like, "Yeah, again, you're never going to be able to sell it." It's it's a there's weird dynamics that go on, right? And you know, um, I, I think one of the reasons why people end up bag holding is because that dynamic of um, with stocks and with crypto is you can just market sell and, and there's exit liquidity pretty much at any time you want to exit a position and and NFTs it's uh it's cons- considerably harder so yeah I mean I kind of uh, kind of agree with you guys and stay out of it as much as possible and I don't try to push people away from it either BB 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 uh, <laughs> I, I think you must have be there no no I counted while I did. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, no, I don't try to push people away from it either. I just play completely stupid if, if they're, uh, if they're getting, I say, oh, tell me about it. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Maybe I should try. So you think it's riskier than Palantir? That's what I would say. Make them think I only know what stocks are about. Then I'd ask them, you know, what's their favorite NFT project? And I'd say, okay, I will go to the store and buy it. Buy it. Go and to the NFT no, store? You- yeah, you have to use uh, the OpenSea. I'll say, okay, I'll Google that. Thank you. And um, and no, I'm not here for the culture either. Uh, I'm here because I like internet pictures. If you want to extrapolate into more than that very succinct statement is, that is uh, that's on you. No, I'm not trying to save anyone. I, I, I don't think they're going to do anything better with that money than lose it in the market anyway, to be honest. I, I think that you know, most people spend their lives not living. I'm fine with them getting into a risky, illiquid market. Go for it. Palantir is the new Widowmaker. Yeah, Palantir stock not doing. Uh, Good morning, uh, D. Nice. You look very <laughs> handsome in your big D today. <laughs> big D. Nice. Um, last article I have up here is why adult swim show creator Will, Will Carsola thinks NFTs have unlimited potential. The artist has designed a collection of flying severed heads for the water brand Liquid Death. Um, we've mentioned adult swim here and there on the show, but one of the artists of uh, the show's Mr. Pickles and Mama Named Me Sheriff uh, is doing an NFT collection for his brand, Liquid Death, which is just this like ridiculous uh, canned water um, culture. It's anti-plastic, you know, stuff like that. But he is making people love the Liquid Death. People tell me if if I like water, I got to try that Liquid Death. Is that right? I've never it. I've never seen it actually. I, I just assumed that it was in America. Well, if you've thought about it. A bit, you know, water is water has a taste, you know, water is very specific to all the things that go into water. And this is apparently a very, very, very good water. I get I am told it is highly recommended. I yeah, you know what? I actually don't drink a lot of bottled water. Um, I I like my old tap water, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. 
My real own. brands will save the NFT market. Uh, save it from what? Where did that say that? Oh, is that one of the comments on the? No, not there on the screen. I can't read that little type. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, uh, Nick and she is saying real brands will save the NFT market. Yeah, curious uh, for you to expand on that a little bit. Um, I didn't know it needed saving to be honest. I like the I like the enthusiasm. Yeah, so Murderhead Death Club is going down sometime in March. I uh, I jumped in the Discord to check it out, but um, I mean, this is very um, the style of Adult Swim and 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 Will Carsola. So love it or hate it, he's got his own style. But I mean, these are these are interesting. They're kind of just in your face, and uh, yeah. So there's going to be six thousand six hundred and sixty six of them minting for point zero six six plus gas. So uh, if you have any love for Adult Swim, if that's something you've been looking at, maybe just something to to dig a little bit deeper in there's going to be different tiers of holding if you hold one six 66 or i can't imagine holding 10 percent of the supply at 666 there will be more utility there for you uh also kind of goes on to their you know death to plastic kind of there is not a uh yeah there is no pixelmon confidence crisis in fact pixelmon was one of the better things to happen in the market for a while. It created a meme that will be around for years. This is this is what crypto is built on. Pixelmon was fabulous. You think a pit, you think a, a pithy seventy million dollars means anything in this market? That type of money will flow in uh, at the end of the season. You know why? Because it's bearish seasonality. It's the only reason fucking NFTs went down. Stop trying to pretend we're in a bear market. Anybody telling you we're in a bear market right now uh, hasn't been through a bear market. They started trading NFTs last summer. They don't know what they're talking about. They said the I, same thing in November and October. Yeah, we're dead. Uh, PFP bubble. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Comes back harder every time. I know. I know that. It doesn't. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I get it. Got to you got to zoom out a little bit. There's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin is literally the best thing that will happen in 2022. Right. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just that good. <laughs> like everything <laughs> crashed. Everything crashed to like 10x where, where it was uh, two months ago. This isn't, this isn't a cause for alarm. This is a cause for a vacation. Yeah, Next well year, There you go. Next year. Now you know when to plan your vacation. I'm telling you, it's called seasonality. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, zoom out on any of the charts, like late February, early March has never been good to crypto, even before um, even before NFTs came along. NFTs are and not NFTs immune to that. Right. Leverage bet on the crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's crack on top of crack. That's basically what's going on here. Um, Season saying, did you guys see the Kaiju Kings medium post yesterday? Did you happen to run into that? No, I did not. Hmm, I'll have to pull I it bet up. It was later very, on. very awesome. I'll have to pull it up uh, and and talk about it later later on in the show. Dots have been very active on on Twitter lately. I've noticed very active. I like this new dots. Yeah, like yeah. This, this Twitter dots. Yeah, he is hitting it hard. Love it. He's a uh, tease too. I see you dots. You be tricking us. <laughs> He's like, I'm putting out the white paper, and then he posted a picture of white paper. 
Is that? <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I see you. Guys. He's bored now you. too. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> oh man, how did how did the so what kaiju's the mutants went down generally loved and uh, and they're working on some other stuff now. What's going yeah, on the, in the kaiju the, room? Well, these augmented days? labs. It, augmented labs is a gaming company. The the they are launching the characters for these games. They are launching precursors to these games like rooftop rampage uh which we all play that game yeah 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 there will be play to earn there will be kaiju ecosystem expansion there's a lot coming and then there is redacted we look forward to redacted what is redacted who knows what is it no yeah thank you uh thank you for pointing out that um that medium article uh looks like there's a lot to read here so probably not something i'm going to be able to cover on today's show but uh it's a good looking article looks like there's some some merch there at the bottom of that yeah waiting for cool mans to ship out uh lemon hoodies just shipped out and once the uh the kaiju merch comes in then we'll have enough clothes to only wear nft stuffs which is the goal the nft we must own it yes i like this hoodie man i still don't have any is this going to be exclusive to kaijus or am i going to be able to get my hands on a hoodie it better be exclusive i am done with this merch for everyone stuff all right i want exclusive (laughs) holder merch i want but you you gotta you gotta be in the club to get merch it's just the way it is uh but i don't know we don't know there's no word on that go check out is the keyboard they're making in this article I've seen pictures of the keyboard that they're doing. It's very cool, but it's not in the article. Um, I don't I'm not very far down on their Twitter though. I'm not a keyboard guy. Like I don't know why the kids are all on the. I'm buying that keyboard. That keyboard is that, that's a keyboard after my heart. I don't even know what I would. I, I, I'm buying that keyboard. I, I don't know. Like, have you have you used a, like a, a really nice keyboard, like with a nice satisfying click on it? Yeah. It just it's uh it's beautiful. I love love it. I yeah uh, no I I've never been able to properly use laptop keyboards. That's never been uh there it is. This one you're talking about. That's the one. Mm. I'm gonna buy that. I like it. Get it. There's no Apple button on it though. Is that a problem? Will that work? Are you sure there's no Apple button on it? You didn't zoom in. You're just assuming. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Dots looks like an Apple man. Does he? I hope so. <laughs> very uh oh, presumptuous i don't know i like the uh i like the nuclear waste button in the upper left for the escape yeah, key. escape yeah solid looking uh solid mm-hmm. looking keyboard there i know the kids well, want it to light up and everything nowadays but that's that's more than enough for for old fmc there yeah i mean my my keyboard does have the rgb it kind of like goes through the colors but i it's literally only because i like the keyboard not because i needed the colors to get to go i'm trying i'm trying a mic thing right now do i sound further away no you sound fine sound good okay let's check no no, yeah just checking good yeah mic check mic check yeah mic check no yeah fabulous you sound as beautiful as ever thank you GM Toro, you like the hat? Zhao saying Singapore is all year round summer. I've never been, but I've heard lovely things about it. And season three saying scientists can take our our waste if we stake for more reward. You believe? I'm not nice. sure. I'm not sure what the game dynamics of that are. I um, I I would love to w- live somewhere where it's always winter. Yeah, you love the cold, eh? 
Love it. I want I want to always look out and see snow covered trees. Have my nice hot call. You know what I love doing? I when I when I go to Vermont, I go into the sauna, right? And then I run outside and I jump into the snow uh, naked. You oh know, my fa- god! Really? Face down into the yeah, and roll around, and then I go back into the. Because in Vermont, you'll get like three, four feet of snow build up. Well, you know, you're in Canada. I have to tell you, right? So <laughs> sure, you can really sure do. You can really go full body in there, and I enjoy. You go into the sauna. So you can't mm. take it anymore. You know, 190, 200, you got to really push it. And then you go, boom, into the snow, roll around, and then come back into the sauna. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Very healthy for the immune system. I've heard things about that, too. I mean, I've seen people that do yeah. the cold plunges. That, I mean, to me, is just like, seems like torture. I, I don't know. that. I, I hate. I hate being like cold, cold. Um, I love, I love being warm. I love saunas. I love like my apartment is, you know, my wife yells at me all the time. Open a window. It's too hot in here. Love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we, you know, we actually, every year uh, in the wintertime, we take a trip to uh, one of those, like, I don't know it's called spa, like a outdoor, like spas thing, like Nordic spa Mm. or whatever it's called. Very very nice. But I love doing it in the winter. If you get it on a nice crisp day, you you know, you're into the warm pools and then you go into the cooler pools and all of that stuff. It's lovely. If, uh, if, you know, if any of you DGENs haven't been to a good spa, like uh, sometimes it's nice. It's really uh it's really just like decompressing. You just feel great after it. You have to leave your phone in the uh, in the locker. You can't do anything else. You're not even allowed to talk very loud. It's, it's beautiful. You ever done that before? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's amazing. Love it. I'm at, uh, I'm at Sugar's Bush when I go to Vermont. Uh, Sugar Bush, D-Nice. That's, that's my favorite spot there. But Smuggler's the not just dope. The Ski Hill? Yeah, Sugarbush is the one that I uh, tend to go to. There's Killington and Stowe around there. Those are the more crowded ones. Sugarbush is more of my secret there. Yeah, Some I've of the had hardest trails in the Northeast. Yeah. Sugarbush, never been there though. I don't ski, I snowboard, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Skiing looks terrifying to me. I'd probably impale myself on one of those poles if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's that? Oh, I said probably. probably. Yeah, no, it looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, CryptoPunks very briefly flipped uh, Bored Apes. Doesn't look like that's the case anymore. The floor on CryptoPunks about 65 ETH. Bored Apes sitting at about 73.5. Neither of these projects immune to uh, some some dry up in liquidity. But um, uh, Yesterday, I was hearing calls for 40 ETH. Yeah. That, you know, we're dead. That apes are done. The bear markets are PFP bubble. Uh, it's... <laughs> You know, those are things people love to say at the bottom. And I don't even think we've bottomed yet. I'm just saying that, like, even if you're just thinking as a short-term trader, wait for the days that everybody says shit's going to zero. Wait for the days that people compare NFTs to buying pizza with Bitcoin. Those are the days that even if it's not a long-term bounce, that you get apes bouncing 13 ETH here. I mean, you know, you buy you buy at 60 ETH, you could probably sell it for 70 right now, undercut that floor. Nice little 10 ETH profit. Um, so, yeah, yesterday everyone talking about, you know, the major bubble. It's the same thing people were saying in uh, October and November. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so funny that, a, uh, you know, apes have this absolutely incredible run up to 125 ETH. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just apes are apes are dead. I mean, there, there are people that have bought these for over a hundred ETH that, 
you know, maybe are feeling it, but I, I gotta yeah. say like, if you have a hundred ETH, like, and, and you bought a board ape and now you're feeling, you know, this like little bit of a, a depression in there and sure 25 ETH is a substantial amount of money when you do some quick napkin math, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe overextended a little bit on the, on the, on the board ape purchase. If, if, uh, if that's where you were buying and, and now mm-hmm. really kind of panicking, right? So. Well, early last December, I told you board apes were going to go to 120 in the first quarter. They got to 119. So if you are holding apes and held out for that one ETH, I apologize. I'll be better next time. They did pull back off that level. And now I'm telling you apes are going to get to 200 ETH and a million dollar floor uh, sometime here over the next year. So, And that's not yeah, even a new prediction. With that you have said that. No. I've said there's a million. I said it a bunch of times. I said we're going to top at 120 in the first quarter. We topped at 120 in the first quarter. And now apes are going to go to a million dollar four. And that doesn't mean the bottom's in. Not telling you the bottom's in, go buy apes right now. I'm just (laughs) telling you that when people get way too extreme in these low volume periods, it's your opportunity because nothing here is dead. The fundamentals haven't changed. Justin Bieber didn't buy the top, he bought one of the local top. As, as as happens to many people. So, and none of those celebrities have sold. All coming back, and none of those mm-hmm. celebrities have been on Twitter saying, "Can the the can can uh, the la- uh, Yuga Labs do something, please? Can the devs do something?" They the people that are investing at this point are they don't they don't give a fuck what the price is. They want their board. I'm guessing. I'm collection. guessing. Yep, I'm guessing Justin Bieber doesn't even know what the floor of board apes are, and if somebody 100%. told him he'd. He'd give a wry smirk and continue about his day. Oh yeah, it without thinking, without thinking twice. And I mean, when you say like two hundred ETH or a million dollars, I mean, I you know we've talked about it as well. Like board apes have transcended ETH. Uh, being denominated in ETH value. You know, these are people, like you said, they call their agent up. I want a board ape. How much is it? Oh, $500,000. Man, maybe not right now. Oh, $400,000. I'll buy it. They don't give a fuck what the price of ETH is. They don't give a, it's, you know, this is, this is a, this is a piece of art. This is, they're going to put it in their, their vault and let it sit there forever. Probably. I don't think you're going to see most of these people sell it. And, you know, maybe in, in the f- long time in the future, but who, you know, that's not what it is. Look, for them. While most people holding board apes probably didn't contemplate selling when it got to 100 or 120, there were likely dozens of people who thought to themselves, shit, I should sell here. And as it got to 110, mm-hmm. 100, 90, 80, and then 70 yesterday, they started to panic. And they were like, fuck, I'd better take 60 before this thing goes to zero. Right? And you see this happen all the time. So... This is very typical behavior. I think that most people holding board apes are still going to hold them. I think celebrities are going to come back any, you know, any week now. It's just a matter of getting past bearish seasonality. It's all this. Yeah. And a lot of them probably bought at 20, right? They're just, they're, they're, they're locking in these gains that they thought they had at 120 and now FOMOing by the fact that they didn't have that money. And they probably told some people what their board ape is worth. And now it's not worth that much. And, you know, they're they're tucking their tail a little bit, but, you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're not going anywhere. They're just that they're not. They're too culturally relevant. If, you know, if there's one, or two sure bets of like sticking around provided, you know, there's not some kind of big major event that just, you know, turfs them. And we still have ape token coming around too, right? Yep. Always, always there on the horizon. Don't know what that's going to mean for it, but uh, it is there. I like you. Your weird NFT reminds me of, Oh, I don't know who you're talking about. 
Vinny, GM, you're late. You missed the song. Yeah, you want to just start the show over? Free market, you want to just put the five-minute thing up and we'll just start over again for Vincent? No. No, no. not doing it? <laughs> no. All right. Um, wanted to give somebody a shout out on Twitter that was watching the show yesterday. Um, pointed out to me that uh, Dower Darcells actually do have some history within Hype Beast um, with the Darcell disappoints. I didn't actually end up seeing this when I was Googling around and trying to figure out uh, the history of it. Although I will say I didn't look too, too deep into it. But um, yeah, I mean, this is an artist slash blog talking about, you know, the the highs and lows of living in uh, New York City, published a book, looks like they've done some collaboration with Ikea, they had some Darcel type furniture with the little character on there. This was a while ago, 2019 goes as ba- far back as uh, 2012. But just a, a cool little tidbit, there was like a nice little MacBook there with the, the eye that actually looks pretty slick, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy has been doing this character for, for a long, long time. So um, if you're looking for a good bull case on Dower Darcells, I guess it's uh, the fact that this isn't something new that's been conceived to be an NFT. This is just a, an existing brand kind of crossing over. And sure, maybe it's not the biggest brand um, you've ever seen. But I uh, always like when you know there's there's a, a long history of that. We saw that with Cool Man's a lot, too. And one of the reasons why I'm, I'm very bullish on uh, Cool Man's universe, despite, you know, the floor going down doesn't bother me at all. I actually do think IKEA is going to be one of those companies that embraces NFTs. Mm. They've always embraced art, right? Like IKEA is a design firm at heart. They they are very into design and if you go shop in their stores every season there's new artists featured, there's new characters and they have a very large kids section. So it makes a lot of sense for them to partner with NFT projects um, going forward. So all I got to say is if they're going to have metaverse furniture, I just hope to God that I don't actually have to put it together because I fucking hate putting IKEA furniture together. Yes, it is a thing. It, I don't know. One time it, I, I literally took a month to put together a dresser because I just couldn't stand actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The meatballs there are very Yes, the Swedish meatballs. The, the yeah, super super cheap there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit will test a marriage. Yes, it absolutely will for sure. And it's always the worst when one of the first pieces you put on, you realize you put it on backwards, and then you have to just rip the entire thing apart and start over again. And you just you know you want to just throw it out the window. Yeah, my stance on IKEA. Yep. Yep. Um, drop going down today. Probably the only big one of note that I saw was uh, Super Ordinary Villains. To give you guys a heads up, if you are on the pre-sale allow list for this, it is going down today at noon. The price is 0.1, and then the public sale for the remainder is going down tomorrow at noon. Um, just saw these kind of pop up. I'm definitely not on the pre-sale list here myself. Um, but you know what? They look pretty cool. Um, lots of different uh, good colors, different style towards or with it. And, um, you know, I don't know how many of them are animated. No, they just put it up as a video. I'm not sure why that's the case. But um, yeah, you you mentioned you've seen these in passing before. Any thoughts on, uh, on them or any history with them? I was clearing out discords yesterday and I saw this one and I was like, oh, I haven't heard from this team in a while. Let me just close it. And then this morning you were like, yeah, and minting today, super ordinary villains. Pretty sure I didn't have a whitelist, but I didn't check. So who knows? 
there goes the, I knew when I was clearing out discords, I was like, one of these is worth a hundred yes. grand, but what uh. am I going to do? I don't even have time. <laughs> Who cares? Who needs money? I don't that know was, that uh, this is uh, going to be the one, but they, they no, like, it's basically Morty, uh, 300 yep. times in different outfits. I, you know, it's, it's like Karafuru. It's basically uh, Murakami 10,000 times in different outfits. So, you know, will it do well? I don't know. It's great colors. So yeah, the color, like uh, this colors. one's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, people like colors, so I'm sure it'll do well. I think I, I think that uh, during low volume periods, even good mints can can suffer. So good, uh, good luck to them. I, I wish them well. They have very good art. I would like to own one, but I left the Discord, so I'd likely have to buy one off the secondary. I did want to own one, unless I submitted my wallet, forgot. You know, anytime there's a mint, I always go to just check to see if sure. my wallet works on the site for various reasons. Oh, it definitely doesn't hurt at all. I uh, I did it myself, although I, did, I was pretty confident that I had never been in that Discord and, and it told me to uh, stop being naughty or something like that. I have, definitely got, I have definitely been able to mint things that I didn't think I had a allow list for and I did. Like, I just went, I was like, oh, this, my wallet works. Let's mint this. Very yeah, good. So we'll see. I'll try. I'll try. Likely, I know. Every once in a while, you get those people that didn't set permissions properly, too. And then the uh, the whitelist is not actually the whitelist, and anybody mm. can mint. So, in which case, it may not be a good idea to mint. Well, yeah, I was just going to say then the, the FUD starts coming out and uh, it starts to get, get a little bit hairy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Loser Club revealed yesterday. Um, I By and large, the sentiment was a little bit mixed, which isn't a bad thing, actually. Um, some people really digging them. Some people got some really uh, strange looking ones. Some people got some really good looking ones. Uh, I managed to pull the uh, Knicks fan trait with the paper bag over the head. Um, but other than that, I didn't get anything that was super rare, but you know what? I mean, I'm looking at the, the floors, I'm looking through it. The floor price actually responded, um, by being flat immediately after reveal, there was a little bit of a dump. I did see them down as low as 0.1, uh, and they have kind of bounced back to 0.15, which is basically where we were talking about this yesterday. It might've been a little bit higher, but that's actually not the worst sign in the world as people were definitely willing to uh, scoop these up off the floor and kind of catch that, that knife from falling too, too far. Um, some big ish sales went down, but nothing too, too big point. Like three ETH was the biggest sale that actually happened. Typically when you're watching a reveal go down, you want to see some, some like exorbitantly high sales on a project. This one didn't quite have that, but again, like I'm going to talk about cool man's cool man's universe. Uh, surprisingly didn't have that too. The big sales didn't come until much, much later in the run. But uh, but yeah, I mean, congratulations to, to Javon. This is all kind of wrapped up now and they can start the next phase of their journey with Losers Club. But uh, by and large, I thought that the Mint went very well for them. I thought that the reveal went very well for them. Not super concerned with the floor price myself personally, although I know people are already doing the, can the devs do something? But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm feeling pretty good with it. I'm satisfied with what I got. And now they're they're gonna sit in the wallet, and I'm gonna watch the public or the uh, Discord actually did open up to the public now, too. Now that the reveal has gone down, so if you were waiting to get in there, you can. Yeah, I thought the response to the art was very good. Uh, just like doodles, there may be some at the floor that people feel don't make a lot of sense. Um, 
mustaches in weird places, things like that. But I don't think that it speaks to the larger uh, view on this collection. Was that is the artist fabulous? It's unique. It's soulful. And again, in this type of low volume environment, the fact that it didn't pull back after reveals about as bullish as you can ask for in oh, these 100%. times. People are gonna people are gonna dump commons. They're gonna look for the rares they want. Look to your point. You didn't see any huge rares uh, go off. I actually thought that was pretty remarkable with Wonder Pals, too, because Star Catchers, you saw some actually pretty big sales, um, and a few of them. And even in the subsequent days, you still saw whales paying big amounts of money for the ones that they really wanted. I think the biggest Wonder Pals sale was like 15 ETH, and there was only one of them at the time, yet it has much more hype and the higher floor. It was, it's definitely, very strange to me that there weren't larger sales in the Wonder Pals rares. Um, but yeah, so low volume environment. We have to see how all these collections do when the volume comes back. But I think it's pretty bullish for Losers Club uh, that they actually went up a little bit. I think they were at 0.13 and then are now at 0.15. So, so yeah. a lot of people wearing them. Um, yeah. Hey, and look, there you know, there's some people right now they'll ask in the like the DGen dojo and stuff like that of, you know, I have X amount of liquidity, maybe an ETH, maybe an ETH and a half, a half. I'm looking for some, you know, some projects to start getting in on. I mean, I look at Losers Club at like 0.15 um you know, and and will that go lower with the way that the market is right now? Um, you know, just uh, an absence of volume could Maybe. I don't know. But that doesn't bother me. This is the great entrance point. Um, and even if it goes down, even waiting a little bit could be a great entrance point for this project. Again, they have a great team and the art is great. The art is a little bit polarizing. There were some people that came in, posted a picture and be like, these look like shit. And that actually doesn't bother me. That's not even fun to me. Like good art evokes reactions free market said this a million times right it evokes some kind of emotion whether that's good or bad the worst case scenario is you just get these and everyone just goes ah all right you know like i like seeing that back and forth because for everybody that said i hate these there was one person that said fuck i'm actually really digging these and I, right. I definitely, I, I fall on that side of it too. Now, I mean, it's not for everybody and that's fine. It doesn't have to be. There's only, what? There's only 10,000 of these. And that's how, it, <laughs> that's how it is with me with doodles. I hate doodles. I also recognize how good the art is. And even though I think the floors look absolutely terrible, you know, they have an 11 ETH. I recognize what's going on here. It's, uh, I think just because I hate them doesn't mean other people don't love them and I can see why they love them. So as long as you can identify that, then, uh, then you'll get it because in the coming weeks and months, it won't be about trading arbitrage. It will be about curatorial expertise, picking good projects that you know are going to last right now is when you get those portfolio multipliers right now is when you go around. Most people are just sitting here fudding, talking about how things are going to zero, trying to eke out whatever trading profits they can, quickly flipping. Smart people got liquid last month as we were broadcasting over and over and over again and are now buying NFTs while people say, oh, it was a bubble. The bubble is popped. It's over. I mean, you, you know, it's, 
it's very obvious who's not going to make it and who is based on whether they spend all their time in Discord fudding projects or based on whether they're actually doing research and looking for good advice. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it is the perfect time when you're feeling this boredom of the NFT marketplace. Go through, go through your wallet. Click on what you're holding. Go back into the discords and see if there's still something there. Right? Just you know, you don't you don't have to clutch on to things in your in your wallet just because it's been sitting there um, for a long long time. And there's you know there's projects that uh, you know I was bullish on in the past that now going through this, I go in there. The discords a ghost town. The devs don't seem to be you know. Um, active anymore there doesn't seem to be anything going on and that's a project that i don't feel good about coming out of this you know lack of volume because once the volume returns it's going to return to the projects that uh like are are continuing to do stuff right you know you're gonna see this slow accumulation of of nfts and these good projects at these really low prices because a lot of smart money is loading up on things now that they're on sale um and they don't really have a whole lot of intention of selling them, right? And the supply is just going to get tighter and tighter and tighter on these good projects. And then once the NFT volume comes back and people start going, yes, NFTs are back. We're going for it. We're going to, we're, everyone's going to make it. We're going to the moon. Those projects where people have been loading up on, the supply is going to be very thin and they pop. 80, right? you know, bear markets are about bees, bitching and building. 80% of the people bitch, 20% of the people build. Just look at who's bitching right now and look at who's building. And that and that will be who you should follow. Period. Yeah, there's lots of great stuff out there. Lots of great stuff out there. Um the Sunnies was another one that like I uh, curious about watching. I saw that the floor kind of was was staying pretty low on that one too last time I checked. Yeah, 0 0.07. I mean, if you have any love for these or you have any bound of bullishness on them, I mean, this is a, a nice little entrance price around there. Um, I don't own any of these and I'm not going to pick those up. So, you know, if they don't do anything, don't don't come at me. But, you know, when people ask, like, you know, where that is, this is a new project that just launched at the tail end of, you know, this this hype run we were supposed to have. And, and now they launched into, uh, into you know nobody there to buy them and they're just they're just sitting there so um somebody asked i think it was mike asked about the uh the star catchers fud yesterday do you think it was something worth fudding about this is obviously in response to one of the artists um i'm gonna pull the tweet up i didn't actually have it pulled up for today's show um but i meant to Boki is uh is dropping a Another project. So Boki was a co-founder and artist on the Star Catchers project. Um, he has, or sorry, this is Botrick uh, is the artist. Boki is the project that he's releasing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it came out that one of the co-founders and artists is already doing another project and, uh, and launching it. And, you know, people were, I think, a little bit rightfully upset at the idea that there, you know, somebody was already moving on to to, to do something else. Um, Starcatchers in their Discord did release a statement that said, you know, they're aware that he's doing it. You know, we'll we'll quell all the fud. We're, he's not moving on. Um, we're you know we'll do another update with it, and they have since announced that he will be stepping down as a co-founder of the project and just listed as an artist. But I mean, this is this is a tough situation to be in right now because one. I look at it and I do see a striking similarity on the face between 
um, this and the the star catchers, particularly the eyes, the cheeks, and and the the mouth there, which is pretty much the entirety of the project. And it just looks like it's been kind of slapped onto you know, you know a different character here. But um, we were talking about this in the pre-show, and one of the things that I actually forgot about Star Catchers, and this is maybe one of the the tricky parts of it, is that the Star Catchers team did commit to locking up their funds that they made. Um, from paying themselves for a year. Uh, and when you're, you know, living a real world, as much as we love the metaverse, you do actually need money to live and pay your bills and pay your rent and yada, yada, yada. So I don't fully know what the situation is, especially behind the scenes. They have tried to be, um, they've tried to communicate things amicably. Apparently there's no bad blood between them. This isn't like a spite project where he's just, you know, making a run from star catchers and doing his own things. I would just exercise caution though, because personally I just, I, from the very, very little that I've seen um, on this is it's uh it's, it's a little, little bit too close for comfort for me. Yeah. I, I don't know if Buchix ran this by the team before he did it, but this is a PR nightmare. If you mm-hmm. are star catchers, this is, I, I don't know what, was going through his head or if the team knew about it, but this is not a good look. Um, I think you you could kind of hit it on the head there, you know, not paying your team with locking the money up for a year, which again, it's, it's a message to the market that you're here for the long term, which is fine. But now I'm not surprised that the artist has already gone out looking for other work. Um, this is both, I, I would I would look at this in two ways. This is a PR disaster, and it is not, you know, it's obviously not, um, because it's a PR disaster and not a good look, people are implying here that the, he's not focused on the project, and the implication is that Star Catchers as a brand and a business would be hurt by it. That could be true, but we don't know if it's true. So there's two things here. He shouldn't be doing this. It's a PR disaster, one. But we also don't know if it would affect. Can he work? We don't know if he could work on two projects at the same time. Espe- you know, especially if he's not, if he's just an artist on that other project. We're assuming that because he works on multiple projects, it means one or both will not be successful. So there's two things at play here. One, no. He should not have done this. This is a PR disaster. They, I, again, I don't know if he ran this by the team, but if he did and the team approved it as like WTF, guys, you know, you know, come on, let's think here. If he didn't run by this by the team and they were blindsided, again, this is just not, this is not a good look. Now, do we know if this would actually affect the brand, if it actually means he doesn't have the capacity to do more than one project? No, we don't. Uh, and that would be, as an investor, I guess your final thing, you know, what does it stay, say for the Star Catchers project? But I guess we're going to see how the team responds uh, here going forward. This was not this was not a smart move by any means. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think my biggest frustration point with the whole thing, and again, like I love the Star Catchers art. Obviously, Botrick Bo- Bo- did a, a great job of it, and um, the style is good. 
I, I just, I wish that it would have been something that's substantially different. You know, it's like this artist that has these, all these different ideas and different styles in his head. And, you know, he did star catchers and, and, you know, loved working with the team, but now he just wants to pursue this little side passion project that he has um, going like that. I think would have been a different kind of scenario, but I, I think if you guys were watching the screen and I had it pulled up, you know, again, the, the face is just, it's, it's just like way too close, you know? Like if this had been, he's like a big generative art fan. Like I wanted to do some less of a PFP style picture and just start putting together this on the side. I don't think it would have been an issue. I think the biggest source of frustration is just how similar this is going to look to star catchers. And uh, I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall in, on that team. I mean, this is, this is really of all things, the first misstep that I've seen star catchers do. And I know a lot of people were again, Oh, one floor price, one, one moon and all of that stuff. Um, um, but you know, I, I haven't, I, I haven't really seen them make a misstep like this. So is it, is it a big one? Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not too quick to pass judgment yet. I'm just going to sit on it again. Like I had no intention of selling my star catchers and I'm not going to, uh, now, but I definitely would watch kind of the, the situation and, as it develops. And like I said, I'm, this is, this is how I view it. I think it was a dumb move and the absolutely wrong thing to do. I also think it's a buying opportunity for star catchers. My gut tells me this has nothing to do with whether they're going to be a successful brand or not. Again, people need shit to fud about right now. And that's not me justifying the move. That's me saying, okay, we now have all the facts. We now agree it was stupid. Let's decide how this is going to have a material effect on my investment. And I don't think it's going to. I think that I think these are a screaming buy here and are going to be an elite collection uh, on the next cycle. So. Yeah, it's a great point. My gut is actually telling me that this is more of um, more of a bear case for Botrick and Boki than anything, right? Like this is probably going to hinder his career maybe a little bit, or maybe people will reject. I have no idea. At the end of the day, like I'm just going to watch it. I mean, you just you, you just don't want to see things blow up. That's the biggest thing. They seem to be on the same, you know. The, now, maybe not the same wavelength, but they're, you know, not, there's not like a big fracture down the middle of the star catchers team and everybody's infighting or anything like that. So, yeah, um, I mean, that's the most important part, right? Right at this very moment. Um, I see a couple people talking about um, or bringing some stuff up. Sneaky vampire syndicate. I don't have much of a, um, um, a bias for or against sneaky vampire syndicate. That was one of, the earlier projects um, that I saw going around when I joined, that was like in what, October, September, October last year. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't have any impressions of it. I, I just personally, like it's just always been something that's around, but it's never been something that I've, I've personally loved. Although I know that there are people that are bullish on it. So it reminds me of lazy lions. Yeah, that's one too, right? It just kind of seems to exist and is doing its thing, but it's not really hasn't really been going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some people were talking about cartoon cat friends. Uh, I'll put it down on the notes for something to talk about later. Uh, and the BBs project, uh, Habibis mm-hmm. is something that's been going absolutely nuts again. It's almost at a one-eighth floor. Um, I actually thought. I didn't realize how long Habibis has been out for. Just maybe a, a product of time flying, but that minted back in December. I thought it was much more yeah. recent than that. Yeah. Uh, last thing that I had up on the uh, on the show list, and it's more of just me kind of correcting myself. But we talked a lot about raid party yesterday, and the uh, that 
dynamics of confetti and being able to upgrade your fighters. Uh, I I did finally earn 25 confetti this morning. I went to go upgrade one of my fighters and realized that it is not 25 confetti or burning a fighter. It is 25 confetti and burning a fighter. So I apologize uh, for that, but uh, I was very Wouldn't surprised. Wouldn't you have burnt I- your fighter right away to get a higher damage? Well, I was humming and hawing and I was like, I can just wait two days to 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 do it. I mean, here's the 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 only one thing that maybe I forgot about in the math is that when you burn that fighter, you're losing whatever that damage is. So it's not quite yeah. as clear cut. But I mean still ninety percent for for more than double upgrade is a no brainer. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't know why I just didn't wrap my head around that. Like on that on that um on that page, like I just interpreted it as a choice and uh, I was so so very wrong about that. Yeah. But um yeah, it's uh I mean it's it's still going. Um the floor price of the fighters kind of bounced back. It had dripped uh dripped, it had dropped down from one ETH to about 0.4 yesterday, sitting at about 0.62, and the heroes are uh about the same last time I checked, but I'll pull it up here. Yeah, 0.63. So they're about at parity right now as the market tries to figure out what the next thing to do is. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it again like yesterday. Heroes are probably the play here and not fighters if you're looking to just buy and hold something, especially as they will start producing damage in the game what no yeah i think they were down to like 0.44 yesterday i was like heroes are the play heroes are definitely the play here i mean i think heroes are gonna go you know as this game becomes wildly successful over the next month i do think heroes are going to have outsized returns compared to fighters but i also think they've striked an incredible this is why i think this game's going to be so good they've stripped they struck a balance where you're going to be burning fighters um so uh, you know this is going to be very interesting, but I think as the game develops, they're going to make hero utility more valuable. As you know, right now, you have to burn 20 fighters to make a hero. Why would anybody do that? The price makes no sense. Well, guess what? The price will eventually make sense, and we don't quite know why. So definitely uh, definitely looking like that. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of market discovery going on with this. Cass yeah. is saying, didn't know about Habib's. Uh, <laughs> you've been mentioning them since day one. Yeah, no, you actually have been. And it wasn't didn't really, know about Habib's. It wasn't that I didn't know about it. It's that I didn't realize that it had already been three months since they've been, uh, they launched. It was more of a perception of time thing than anything. Yella, baby. <laughs> Um, do I think that the bearish sentiment is helping crypto or sorry, cyber, Definitely. I keep saying crypto cyber brokers pump seems like a oh, lot of attention yeah. is on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what was the, the last, don't you guys remember? This is like the exact same period. Don't you guys remember, uh, the last thing that people were dumping millions of dollars to into a bear market wolf game. It was the, this is the exact same thing. Yeah, it, it was this is perfect. Yeah. It was at the end of the last bear market. We were still in it traditional things couldn't pump everyone decided p2e was going to be the next meta and then oh millions of dollars going into wolves someone just did three millions of dollars of wolves today someone yeah same thing i think it's very bullish for that that's very good i think that's the you know this is we're, we're now seeing the cycle repeat again so yeah wolf game cyber brokers Oh. Yes, uh, Sneaky went absolutely a ham on the uh, the cyber mm-hmm. workers floor this morning. He was uh, spending a lot of a lot of ETH on uh, on that project, and yes. uh, yeah, I mean it, it is what everybody is talking about. I like them more than Wolf Game. I will say that. You what? I said I like them more than Wolf Game. Oh, 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 cool. 
Um, yeah, cool. Uh, all right, I gotta throw the music on. You guys can uh, chat, and we'll start to pull some other stuff up. Somebody wants me to check up Everi. Um, I'm gonna put the uh, the restream link up in the uh, the, the chat there, Cass. If you want to come up and say GM, I actually um, come tell us about Habibis. I want to know about this project. R two is in the dark here, Cass. Oh, stop. Ah, you don't have yeah, to apologize. Baby. You're not obligated to be here every show, my friend. Yeah, baby. Free market, what do you got going on today? I'm going to burn one of my raid party fighters and upgrade one of them to 8 million damage or whatever the, the math works out. 8 million, that's a good, pretty good, uh, pretty good gain there. You think I'll jump to the top of the leaderboard? I gotta knock that auto out of there. So <laughs> always at the top. Auto, auto, auto. Top of leaderboard, top of leaderboard. Yeah, it's a race up there. It's actually bouncing around. Um, mm-hmm. auto, auto is dropping down a little bit. Andrew Wang making a run for second. Pranks, yeah. he's sitting at third right now. I don't know why I'm enjoying it so much. <laughs> auto slipping to 17th. Mm-hmm. It's nice animation, I gotta say. 17th oh auto yeah baby. unbelievable auto baby gm cast. My, uh, gm cast. there I he is it. i thought i put my fake ramo pfp on <laughs> i like it <laughs> <laughs> looks good yeah what happened it was good man sorry i haven't been around for a couple of days oh no it's all good man free market said like i agree it's a good time just uh you know to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm personally excited around this kind of period, to be honest. So. Sure. Well, you're you're somebody that loves going shopping, right? Not, not really, because I'm no. kind of broke sometimes. But yeah, so what I did was uh, I kind of tried to save up over the tail end of the bull market to kind of spend now, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I've made some shit buys, I can't even lie. Um, some long-term buys. Um but yeah, I'm still I'm still looking because prices look really juicy on a lot of things. Like um I didn't know about the FUD on star catches, but I noticed something happened when it went down to 0.27 last night. So um I was gonna ape in, but I didn't. And instead I I, I bought a BB's like an idiot. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I thought aren't they doing great though? They're doing okay, they're two X. Um, gas okay. gas was like at 3,000 guay to mint. It minted so out. This is the BBs thing that I actually wanted to ask you before because there's the, the hubby bees drop, which you've been talking about for a long time, and now there's this uh, another collection, right? Yeah, so the BBs is like, um, imagine it like baby kaijus. Um, nice. Yeah, just imagine it as baby kaijus because, um, or, or baby kongs is what he referred to. Um, a couple of months back when he when he first showed the artwork. Um, baby BBs. Yeah, baby BBs. Um, they've got some sort of utility, which is access of their alpha room. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart that, nothing as much yet. So, uh, I, I, I think I presume that if, if, if Habibis kind of, you know, keep going in the trajectory that they're going at the moment, these... BBs would just be like the the tail entry version of the ecosystem. 
Same as Anonymous, the baby Anonymous, same as Kaiju Kings with their babies, you know. It just allows more people to come into their ecosystem but not giving them as much benefits as the Genesis collection. They hinted at big uh, utility for babies coming soon. At least Dots did. There was a there was a gigantic meme going on in the Discord. Uh, babies do matter, or babies are going to matter, and like they were spamming it so hard it broke the Discord. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know that like people like it's just everyone is typing. It just says multiple people typing, and it freezes. The Discord breaks. Dude, it was fucked. Like the the, <laughs> the the way that Ramel seems to have because I've seen him from day one. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when you know I the only reason I bought into the project the project more than anything was when the the NFT consumers were saying, "Oh, this is a rug. This is a rug. This is a rug." And the moderators was like, "Yes, my friend, this is a rug. We're here to take your money. Get fucked." literally um this is a special rug so on and so forth and just giving it to the people that were paper handling <laughs> yeah 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 this was on habibis this was habibis right at the beginning <laughs> i absolutely oh, i remember yeah you remember so there was like the porno channel the haram habibis channel there yeah. was alpha channel bruv there was it was just like a playboy mansion gone wrong in that place it was just so fun that i bought three i think it was I think I bought one at 0.0. I bought two at 0.02. Yeah. And one at 0.03. Mm-hmm. And um, sold one at 0.11 to cover my cost. And then I've just rid the other two. And um, the way that these guys, it was mainly community based, really. Yeah. Um, most of the most of the people that are players in that or, or, or work for Habibis, they were all whales that came in. On the call, yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. even last night, you know, it was botted and the rest of it. I, I right, right, right. I wouldn't be surprised if um, some of the bots came from that team to look after. Well, look, botted is great. In my opinion, botted is a good thing right now. Botted actually helps sell out collections. It's yes. the bots that aren't making a ton of profit right now, but. Because so many people have them, and because the public sales have been such low, so all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, that's sold out in 10 seconds. And then you see the floor dumps like 30%, all the bots have to unload, and then it kind of gets, you know, I think it's actually good in this particular, I don't know how good it is for the botters, but it's good for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, step step number one for any project is to mint out, right? Like right. as much as we want to talk about roadmaps and community and all of this stuff, like I mean, if the the project doesn't mint out, you know, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's fast, but it is just step one. Like that's that's you where get about get one to. hour. You get about one hour after mint out to celebrate. Then then it's time to start enacting on the roadmap according to your Discord. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that's yeah, what well, that's what the Discord will ask for. I'm moving the community, community members and discords and the rest of it. You know, if if we were to put it in in real life terms, they, they would expect you to build from scratch a Lamborghini Countach from <laughs> within the space of what a day. Yeah. So it's just the way the market is. They're a bunch of idiots. So. <laughs> 
That's real bold, like, it really Cass, that's the strongest language I've ever heard you use. I know. Really? I've never heard no. Cass. Oh, Cass is fired up today, guys. No, Cass has used that type of language when speaking about rugs or fake communities oh, in yeah. the past. I, that, that for sure. Cass, Cass can get passionate when he sees a wrong being being enacted by someone. 100%. So, yeah, that was that. What, what was your thoughts on um randomly? Um what's it called scout chain scouts oh yeah yeah love chain scouts not the price but i do love chain scouts. i don't know you know here's my issue and i think that they should uh, bring lucas on as an advisor to that team uh, asap as lucas is the king in these type of things uh, icon as well bring on lucas and icon onto that team but i think the main issue with you know they were always touting their game is ready to go their game is ready to go but really what was ready to go was staking and collecting the token and right now they haven't really told you what you're gonna do with that token with the exception of minting this mint pass now if you believe in the project if you think there's something there i mean i've been talking to the team for a long time i actually think it's very unique in a few ways one They've really nurtured their alpha room from the beginning, and they actually have like a professional alpha caller in there. They're really focusing on it and making it a big deal. And then the other thing is that they have a private Chain Scouts node. So any holder of a Chain Scouts can now use their RPC to save gas on transactions, have a better uh, success rate on publics, all that type of stuff that you get from using a private node or an RPC is now offered to all chain scout holders find those two pieces of utility really nice to have there at the you know how long it can take for an alpha room to develop if like the team doesn't make it a focus from the beginning so these things are already there very cool the thing was we don't really know what we're going to do with that token yet we've seen the roadmap it's a little vague they talk about phase two and phase three is redacted but now you're basically just telling a bunch of people in a bear market all right you minted all these things stake them for a token you don't know what you're going to do right so i think that's the main reason the price is suffering we know the first thing is to buy these passes there's three thousand 444 of them you spend 200 banana night to get it that's the local currency that uh you're earning in this game that's gonna be the first people do to burn this token there's no liquidity pool um so that's really the only thing people that's why i think the price is suffering now do i personally believe in this game yes again the people who recommended it, it to me are the best there are in p2e so i do believe it I have talked to the team multiple times. I am setting up an interview and a spaces with the founder. Shout out to Airbud. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Airbud, tell him I said hello. Yeah, 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 definitely. We've been we've been talking tell for a I while. I love that guy. <laughs> what? That's what you meant to do, bro. <laughs> Just like. <Yeah. laughs> but you know what? I aped. I mean, I continued to buy these things. Like, I, I think I, I, I yes. love this project. I didn't just mint my allow list. I continued to buy them. I bought more when they got to that 0.04. What did you 0.05 get? area. What did you get? Um, did you get? Okay, so I have three Pathfinders, one Enchanter, a okay. bunch of Mercenaries, okay. I think one Miner, and then the rest are all Scouts. Uh, a bunch of... You know. So how many, how many did you trade pin on? Because I only got five so far. Uh, I think I'm up to 18 now. Fucking hell, bro. Okay. Right. I, okay, There's there is some... You know how... 
I don't, you can't quantify certain things, but when you look at certain art, you just know. <laughs> like, I don't know. There, I couldn't, this is not financial advice in any means because I have no justification for it. But you, I just look at it and I go, I feel like there's something there and I just can't help. They're cheap. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. it, it feels like it could be something like sneaky. He's buying them not to flip. All right, we know Sneaky. We know his his modus operandi, and he's been aping these things. They're not an easy flip for him. He, I don't think he expects these to like two x, so he can leg out like he always does, and that type of shit. I think there's something here. I think that it's just it was a game that said they were ready that wasn't really ready, even though staking is ready. But I think over the next couple of weeks it'll come into uh, come into view here. But yeah, I, I love the I, I like the art. I like the game. So. To be to be fair, looking at their white paper, mm-hmm. they didn't really say that there was going to have a game on the card. No, they did no, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't want to. I said that wrong. Uh, they said staking would be ready immediately. Yeah. So I don't want to imply. Uh, they said a working game would be ready. Plus, I know you saw it, that very cool preview of what they want to build in NFT worlds. I mean, that was sick. That was amazing. So, yeah, I, I like this project. I think something's here. But in this bear market with the way the price is right now, I guess I haven't been out there pounding the table on it. But personally, I'm buying them as much as I can and staking. Funny, Earning funny. my banana. Yeah. Funny enough, I, I got a, um, what did I get? I got two Ronins, two Ronins, one Enchanter, one Netscape. Ooh, you got a Netscaper. Wow. Yeah, a Netscaper. So, um, I'm wondering, because that's the only one where the utility isn't obvious. Like, they've, they've blanked out what it does. You know what I mean? So well, we, you can't read that? No. Just, <laughs> yeah. So we don't really know. Yeah, I, that was the only one I didn't get. I actually, I think I have one of every, at least one of every class except uh, that one. Yeah, because even, well, I've got that. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a miner, but they've gone up in price as well. Miners have gone up in price. They're like well, one four floor. Yeah, the, when if you read the Discord, the basic gist is like Ronins and miners will have the most utility early on. So I see people bidding those particular classes up, and it makes sense. If this is like a game where you mine some sort of resource that we could change into the token, I think that makes a lot of sense here. So, yeah, I... My goal, you know, you've seen in the white paper that after we do these meta passes, the next thing we meant are ships for our yes. crew. So I, I'm thinking, as you as you are imply, it would probably be smart to at least have one of each class for your crew. Um, but we'll see how that ends up working out. We don't know the specifics there. Though. Well, at the moment, I don't think people quite know what each what each class does. Yeah. So, so they're just blanking, like planking the floor. I think the only ones that they've figured out are miners, which mm-hmm. gives you a 1.5 multiplication on your on your token yield. Yep. And Netscape, which is two times. Two times, right? Yeah. And um, Ronin is 1.2. Enchanters and Pathfinders they vary between certain parameters. So okay. You stop. They can give you up to 0.2, or they mm-hmm. can give you down to 0.06. Oh, so nice. Two times or 0.06, whichever one. Wow. Wow. Reflects. Yeah. Um, so that's what, and I think the reason I went for the Netscape was I remember it was something that was similar that happened in the Habibis, where the um, where the animated 
animated NFTs gave you stupid amounts of oil, okay? Ah. And he promised this when the floor was more or less at zero. And this guy <laughs> literally took all 36 of them at like 0.5, uh, 0.05, 0.1, and he just stacked them. <laughs> and yeah. now he's sitting on a fuckload of oil, dude. Wow. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, he, he runs the oil ecosystem with the amount of oil that he's... <laughs> That's crazy. So then I thought to myself, okay, like I could go for the fear route and, you know, not go in as much on this, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's just too many, too many positives. And it was the fact that they're um, partnering with Anonymous and Llamaverse as well. And a few and, Yeah, and a few other great, uh, Zen Apes, a few other yep. great partnerships. Uh, yeah, you're making me bullish, Cass. I'm glad you're bullish on that. <laughs> I, you know, I was wondering if I was crazy or not. I'm like, I keep buying these things. Uh, what am I doing? But now you're making me feel good, Cass. I think well, we got something here. I think we might have something. We might not. It might be a couple <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we might just have ourselves that our bag is actually decent. We'll have no downside other, that, though, right? End. Yeah. Well, well th- I think the two issues which made me a little bit wondering about it was first thing was um, the alpha channel. So yeah. Crypto Wall Street and traffickers were more or less looking after their alpha. But I have also noticed that Crypto Wall Street has started his own NFT. Oh. And he started his own alpha group with oh. more pluses, so on and so forth. Now, mm-hmm. um, just to show how popular this guy is, I've been following this guy for the past, I don't know, month and a half, two months, since yeah. he bought his Kaiju. And um, from a 0.045 mint, the floor right about now to get in is 0.43. And this is within the space of a few days. Wow. Which then made me worry, okay, so if you're going to be having Alpha Chain Scouts, um, yeah, Will it be secondhand information now? Because he's <laughs> <laughs> are are we his his exit liquidity? His chain scouts? His exit liquidity? Right. <laughs> okay. So that was a little bit of a, a yeah. concern. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just have to see how it plays out. Um, I just yeah. I mean, the team of I, yeah. I I definitely I could see how that would be a concern for sure. I mean, I think. You and I both have a lot of places that we go for alpha and we generate our own and we do our own research for people who are newer. Uh, an alpha room is very, va- their first alpha room is very valuable. I mean, that is there, is, there are a few cheaper entrants into an alpha room that actually has somebody good working there now than chain scouts. When you think about it at 0.05 right now to be able to get into that alpha is a pretty good deal. Uh, with the exception of what you just said, I guess we have to monitor uh, and see how that that works out. But yo, shout out to Trafficus, who is also just a- as good as it gets. I mean, I love that guy. You know um, what? Trafficus is the man. Like, oh, he's, oh, he's, a, a mensch, a god so, amongst men. Love this guy. Seriously, because even even um even to get ch- chain scouts whitelist, it was like, Huss, do you need whitelist? Do you still need whitelist? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do, bro. And he was like, oh. Come, come to this server. Uh, I'll sort you out. And he did. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of time for him, man. A lot of time for him. So, yeah, he's, he's one of the good peoples. And he's, and he's shit hot at what he does. So, he can scour the, the, the internet very, very well for early opportunities. He's really, really, really yep. good at that. 
So somebody somebody earlier in the chat said um, when we were talking about cyber brokers um, mentioned a like 600 ETH sweep of cyber brokers. Um, I thought that that was like 600 ETH in volume overnight. Like it just kind of went crazy. I didn't realize that one oh 800 ETH one person loaded up 800 ETH and just went to absolute town on the cyber brokers floor. One person spent 800 ETH on it. That's so fucking wild. Someone just got money and probably thinks it's the same amount as a Mars bar. I was gonna, well, it's that's what I was gonna say. It's a lot when we talk in ETH terms, but like when you think about what millions is out in the real world, like this yeah, is like a Wednesday for a lot of people. Like we talk about how these, like I said, we saw the same thing in Wolfgang. Like you don't remember the, the what one guy spends a million dollars in I do. overnight. I mean, that was the same thing. I just mean like I saw the 800 ETH number and I just thought like that like there was like this volume spike of like 800 ETH. I didn't realize that somebody just like loaded up from this uh, like the Kraken exchange, sent it into OpenSea and, and or into their wallet and just uh, and just went nuts by themselves. So release yeah. the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I definitely know that three million dollars is uh, for some people is this child's play for sure. Different different world. Yeah, it's just in. a lot when we think about NFTs and and ETH and all that, but like out in the traditional collectibles world, that's, you know, that's, that's a, a, a decent morning. Yeah. So let's see what happens in the afternoon. So what are you bullish on, Artie? What am I bullish on? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Chain Scouts. Um, I have six of them. I have a Miner, a Ronin, and uh, and four Scouts. Um, I'm actually bullish on, on Raid Party right now. For upcoming ones, um, it's hard in this market I, man it is it is just so hard i mean i see a lot of people like throwing all these uh these names out there like the i like you you're weird kind of went went it went down the uh the weird list as they call it happened the art i think is quality but it's not my kind of uh, uh taste Fuck man, it's 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 tough out there. I agree with free market that when that dip happened on Starcatchers, that that's a buy. I think that there was some justified um, fud there and some questions that needed to be answered. But I don't think that that's by any means the death of Starcatchers. Um, I was actually like, I was very happy with the the um, the reveal of Losers Club. I think the fact that it maintained its floor is something to be bullish about there. Um, and you know what? I've just kind of been looking through my uh, my wallet at all of the stuff that I've just been sitting on and uh, and just kind of doing a little bit of an audit on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, in, in terms of Losers Club, um, uh, okay, I, I like them, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. I like them, but I think what makes me bullish, I haven't purchased one yet, but what could make me bullish on them is... Um, they're very friendly, friendly with the cool cats lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, very, yeah. they're very friendly, friendly, pally, pally with them. So when the bull market comes along, you know, friends of friends, let's go into that. And that could, similar to what happened with lemons. So that, that would be something to keep an eye on with loser club. It's just when the bull market comes in, when there's liquidity about that cool cap, the right people like that art, my friend. Yeah, the right people yeah, like that art. I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a secret NFT list of people who I follow, and if they like something, I know it's going to be a cook. And uh, yeah, 
not all of them, I will say, but one of them liked it, and that's more than enough for these to uh, to do well, like you said, on the next cycle. Yeah. So. And what's your thoughts I mean, on? Yeah. yeah I was gonna say, what's your thoughts on mid? I bought my first Midnight Breeze. Ooh, oh yeah, we love I, those. I like those. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I remember. Did they like cook out of no? You know, they went to like mm-hmm. zero. Uh, everyone forgot about them, and then they cooked out of nowhere. Have they maintained that that price at all that they cooked to? Point three. So I cooked Ooh, up. Oh wow. Yeah, so no, they're holding great one floor right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're holding I like it. Um, yeah, they, they're cool. And I think um, they're going to be airdropping animated versions of the banner. Oh, nice. I well, love that. That's that's what could happen. Some volume on there still too, eh? They're, they keep moving. Well, the, I think what made me bullish about it was... Yeah, I think what made me bullish about it more than anything else was I, I kind of... I might be completely wrong in thinking this way, but I kind of can see a similar kind of, I don't know, a similar kind of look as to Board Ape, but in the banner sector. Mm. So, yeah, like I've seen other banners, like there's that Polting, I can't remember the name of it, Polting, really, really pretty banner that you know, animates. Um, that's at a one E floor, but it's a small volume, but this is like a large volume. Um, and it was one of the most, more popular uh, ones um, that you see on Twitter and Discord. So um, I think once when there's a bit of volume again, you know, these could be classed as like the OG kind of banner status. Although it's not the first banner. The first ever banner was by 888 Wales, which the idiot only sold 32. Um, watch out for this one. I've got to find the link. He sold, he managed to only sell 32 at 0.005 or 0.008, but then he locked the min. 888 uh, did? 888 Whale. That's what oh. it's um, first ever banners ever created back in September. Um, I believe uh, Midnight Breeze was created in. I think December went down. December, Maybe yeah. Late November. Late November, December. So this 888 Wells has the. It claims to be the first ever banner ever created for Twitter and the rest of it. Um, I think there was only one at sale. There's only like a 888. 32 were purchased on release and the founder has held the rest of it, which could be an issue because once when people find out he was the first, he'll probably open it up again and start making bank. I man, I every time I click on these midnight breezes, I I just love them. They did it such a good job. I, I really love this like generative art style where the layers and everything. It's such a trick to make everything look well when you look at them. But you look at these, and could you they, imagine that animated? Yeah, I can. I'm just picturing that dragon in the background. Uh, I'm trying to find one, just kind of uh, like kind of flying around and stuff like that. Or this star, the shooting star right there. I love these. The The colors on these are so good. They're such a vibe. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you guys ever um, put it on, but um, the uh, the lo-fi hip-hop channel on uh, on YouTube. With that the lo-fi girl just sitting there, just, you know, vibing. You ever seen that? No, I haven't. Hmm. So how have you, bar that, bar NFTs, 
bar on the bear market <laughs> and everyone losing their shit. How are you guys been? Man, I've been good, yeah. Been uh spending some spending some good time with the family, with the kid. Oh, that's good. Just playing hockey, love going to those games with them, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. And then you just, got one uh, child or two? Yeah, yeah, just one. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Boy or girl? Oh. Yeah, boy. Yep. Six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. He's at the he's at that age where he's starting to he gets he gets moody, you know. He's ten years old, so it's uh you know, there's ups and downs. Oh, yeah. He's starting to feel social pressure and stuff like that, right? So wow. it's so much harder nowadays, I think, for children than it was in our time, I think. There weren't there weren't so many pressures, man. Oh yeah, God, I can't uh Ah oh, man, my wife was watching that Euphoria show. Can't watch that. I don't want. I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. I think it's. Have you ever seen that, or do you guys ever watch that? No, I've never seen it. I've been that. Oh, it's an HBO <laughs> show. It's like, it's like high school age kids. Fucking intense as shit, though. No, we haven't got HBO. Well, we have, but I think it's subscription. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, man. Other than that, just. Uh, just, just chilling, trying to get some exercise in, cut down on the um, alcohol consumption for the time being. You know. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What have you been Me? doing? <sighs> you fully, fully, re- fully recovered from the Rona. Fully recovered from the Rona. Yeah, um, that's good. Sometimes that shit lingers, eh? Uh, I've heard. So I'm, I'm, I've kind of feel blessed, especially I haven't even been vaccinated. So gotcha, for me not yeah. to have been vaccinated, for me to get out of it with no long COVID, yeah, I can't complain, dude. Like, I'm all right. Um, yeah, just been researching, you know? That, that, that's literally been it. Research, look into things, wonder what's going on, spending Eve, wondering what the fuck I've spent the EF on but then having to think that this is a long time hold and blah 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 or six months old um, yeah I just think summertime's going to be nuts I just think summertime is going to be nuts and just got to hold on right well I need to hold on to some ETH waiting for Star Wars to be honest so um, <laughs> that's that- that's what's fucking my shit. Or else I would have spent all my ETH already. But, um, or I probably would have gone in on chain scouts. But I had to kind of hold. Hey, back. five's not a bad little position on there. You don't have to yeah, take by a hundred of everything. Yeah, but then that's the thing is I, I wanted to have a conviction play with with one. You know, I wanted to save enough ETH just to go really in in one. And um, I was tempted to do that with um, chain scouts when the price was planking. But then I thought to myself, you know what? Star Wars is around the corner need to keep my shit ready for that so yeah finger on the trigger yeah shout out to the last 10 people i think this ascended is, yesterday i think this is the last time i'm gonna ever use that pfp because it's doing my nut because every time i look at it i think i'm speaking to ramo but i'm not i'm actually speaking to myself <laughs> <laughs> so, i think i should do that yeah Shout out to uh, Yas pointing out in the uh, the dojo that Josie of um, of Cyber Brokers is actually on a space right now with um, with O Shiny. So that should be an interesting conversation to kind of listen to maybe a bit of a deeper dive on that. Mm-hmm. Something, something to consider. Um, somebody else. Have you seen Ever Ever I Cass? Is this something that's Ever. No, I haven't. E V E R A I. Um, somebody was mentioning this. 
I put it down. I pulled up the Twitter. I'll try and look into that a little bit too. Don't don't have much comment on it, but oh, that's the wrong page. Whoops. Where are we going here? Too many tabs. Do you know what was interesting and what 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 made me really bullish about Star Wars? It was um the first kind of collab. I don't know if you want to call it a collab, but one of the members in um one of the members in the Genesis group. Yeah, I saw that go down. Yeah, definitely not a collab, but more than more than happy to all the Yeah, I was I was happy. Hook with each that. other up. Really good. And I'm kind of bullish on that that project as well because their law seems really fun. I don't know if you check their website or not, but their law seems wow. Okay, this looks cool. Yeah, I have to check it out a little bit more. Um, but oh, it's, it's always cool to see communities kind of uh, work together and uh, and help each other out too. Um, I'm trying to find the, the project that was in there. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just looking at the the. That looks really cool. Everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, definitely some anime vibes to it, like that. Um, maybe like Gundam or something. That's about the extent of my uh, my my anime knowledge. But uh, I don't know. It looks like uh, maybe something to keep an eye on. They're clearly doing something. They've got the red pill, blue pill vibe uh, happening. Like there's two sides of it. Am I allowed to kind of suggest a fun project? <laughs> sure. I'd say fun. Um, I'm not. Hold on, let's see. Um, it's just basically anime females, <laughs> but it's called Bay Cafe. I don't know if you've heard it or not. No, I, I there were a lot it. of those projects going around, dude. It is the greatest, funniest project you could ever be in. I'll put it in the AM show, I'll put it in the AM chat. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put one of the stickers in there as well so you can actually see why I find it so fun. How are you um, enjoying how are you enjoying life without discord notifications uh, sounds on? Fuck me, amazing. <laughs> so I thank you so much for that because now I don't have to panic and think because sometimes when I come on the show, there's so many things I want to talk about, but because discord's off, Right, yeah, you can't uh, can't get back in there. I can't get back in there because I'm worried what it's going to be like for you guys. So, um, yeah, no. The chat goes nuts. Dude. (laughs) That's what happens when you have over 100 discords. (laughs) Oh, God. Every once in a while, I'll log in on browser and it's like, bloop, 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 bloop. It's unreal, dude. My missus has enough of it. Like in the middle of the night, she was like, turn that fucking thing off. And I was like, oh, come on, babe. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Oh, you got you. a death sentence, eh? Well, I fully have, man. I love my missus, bro. She, she's, she, she does good. Funny enough, I bought her her first, um, or not her first, I bought an NFT. Eight, is it Asian women? Asian, Asian, eight Asian Mm, I remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah, they they might have a bit of a run because they've recently announced on the 27th of March that they're going to be at um, a Decentraland, what would you call it? Like a Decentraland um, cat show, uh, a catwalk show mm-hmm. for, um, clo- um, for wearables in the metaverse. 
Oh, okay. They're gonna so, do in a, a, a metaverse fashion show. Yeah, but they're 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 they along with the guys of like Jacobs and Cole with DNG with Ralph Lauren. Um, oh, interesting. Colin. Yeah, there, there's a few big brands in there, and um, they're working with a top Malaysian uh, clothing designer to to enter into that arena. So it might be something to keep an eye on coming up to the 27th to see if it goes on a bit of a run. So it could be a buy the rumor, sell the news kind of thing. It already pumped on the news a couple of days ago from 0.1 to 0.25, now back down to 0.15. So yeah, if there's a case where you're going to need an NFT for access of that, it might go on a bit of a run. So just um, just food for thought on that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I have to check that out. I like when people do stuff like that. Just, you know, fun existing within the metaverse and, and pushing those out. Yeah. So I think they're going to be doing both. So they'll have clothes for the metaverse and then they'll have real life clothes. So you can you can purchase and get one real life clothing and wearables for your character on the metaverse in the shirts for them. Nice. I need to. Uh, I need to. I need to get some IRL clothing soon. Just got a notification that my new pair of shoes got shipped out. I'm very excited about that. Oh, what crepes have you got? Hmm. What crepes? What what? Crepes shoes. Crepes. Oh, I've never heard that before. Um, I love my Allbirds, man. I don't know if that's like super boring of me. What's that? Allbirds. Albert. Allbirds. 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 Yeah. A L L B I R D S, all birds. They're comfy. They're comfy. They look good. They're durable. Weirdly enough, I used to be I used to be like a big Nike fan, but of late, in terms of comfort, New Balance. New Balance, yeah. I've never owned a pair of those. Always heard good things about them. So great, like because um, a couple of friends of mine who work for the BBC, they wear them. And they were saying to me, because they're on their feet for like anywhere up to 18 hours a day filming and shit, it's yeah. the most comfortable pair that they own. So I'm well, that was always back. that was always my issue, right? I was on my feet for 12 hours a day and I, I wanted, you know, wanted something that looked good, but also had to be non-slip. And also um, you didn't have to be too worried about destroying them, like if you drop something on them and whatnot. So it was always hard to find something like that that was like affordable but still quality well on that note it's coming to that time where I'm yeah adieu adieu for sure happy uh, tuesday cast we will uh yeah i think it's time to wrap wrap this bad boy up love you cast have a good love one man love you too guys i'll speak to you guys soon for sure thanks dude Please. free market how we feeling Amazing. Million bucks. Two million, actually. With a capital A. All capital letters. We got an interview with uh, uh, Fat Choice coming up tonight. It'll be exciting. Fat Choice. Can't wait to speak to Pam, their artist. So pumped. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. On the uh, the Twitter spaces. Guys, actually check this project out. They have uh, they have a great art, great ideas behind their project, and uh, yeah, very excited to to talk to Pam about that and uh, dig a little bit deeper on that project. So hopefully we see a bunch of you uh, you DJs there. Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? 
wrap it up let's wrap it up uh yeah thanks so much for tuning in guys as always it will be up on youtube and spotify for your viewing and listening pleasure uh we talked about a whole bunch of stuff today just we kind of just bounced around from project to project star catchers we talked about um you know the <laughs> raid party we talked about uh, a little bit about darcel disappoints and dower darcel's loser club reveal happened uh super ordinary villains talked about board apes and crypto punks flipping each other um some uh, adult swim doing the uh, an nft drop and then some news it is what it is we will uh we'll finish this up we'll be back on tomorrow at 9 30 a.m eastern for your uh to, to to say gm to you all again we appreciate you showing up here free market do the thing good luck at the tables djn